Hello and welcome to Take 18, a podcast where we love to talk about the movies because we love movies. This show is produced by the Central Coast Film Society and my name is Daniel Lair, your humble host, but I'm also the founder and executive director for the Central Coast Film Society and welcome to our third season starting right here. <laughs> we have some good stuff lined up for you. Hopefully you're going to be making this all uh, nice and fun and educational for you guys. There's been a lot happening in the world since we last picked up, and so we're going to be touching on some of that uh, with our movie news and continuing on with our fantastic guest interviews, and we're going to line up for you as well. So just a reminder, I want to make sure that you guys all subscribe to our podcast so you can find out when every new episode comes out right then and there. That way you can also catch up on some of our old episodes that you may have missed. And that's something I really love about this show, if I may say so myself. Looking back at all of our past two seasons, we have some movie news and we talk about box office reports, things like that. And But our interviews with the folks in the industry are really timeless. And uh, it's amazing to have our guests all come from different walks of life, from every different angle in the Hollywood industry. And uh, it, it really is amazing that these guys, everybody, all these folks have connections here to California's Central Coast and, uh, or as I say, Hollywood's backyard. So join us in this podcast series as we'll dive into movie news, some reviews, and of course, our amazing interviews. In today's episode, we're going to be visiting uh, Professor Chris Height. He is the co-director and producer of the amazing local documentary, Firestorm 77, The True Story of the Honda Canyon Fire. Amazing episode uh, where we talked last year. And uh, so when this is all done, if you haven't caught that episode, I strongly suggest you guys go check that out. Really, really awesome. But now without any further delay, let's dive right in and get started. All right, we are now joined with uh, Chris Height. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Daniel. Thank you for having me on the podcast again. Always glad to be here. Yeah, no, it, it's been a while. So last time we had you on here, um, we were talking about your your film, Firestorm 77. Um, tell me about what, what what's happened since we've talked to you last. Right. So the last time we were on to discuss the film, we were really just getting started. And so we were talking to you about what the film was about, which is about the 1977 wildfire on Vandenberg Air Force Base and just all of the tragedy that came along with that. But the positives that came out of it as well. But since that time, it's been, I think, almost a year now. Uh, we've managed to have some success in getting it into various film festivals around the country and even a few in, in Europe. And wow. it's been heartening to, to see the response. While it is truly a, a Southern California story, you know, the conditions are definitely really relevant and pertinent to this region. It's been great to see it relate with people just along the lines of human struggle of tragedy, of facing insurmountable odds. And and that's something I, I've been amazed to see that audiences, whether locally or abroad, have really noticed that aspect of the film. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I'm not going to toot our own horn here, but I, uh, our, our, our episode, <laughs> previous one, was definitely one of my favorites because it, it, we really touched on, on just so much of that human story. And, and it, 
it's like it's a perfect if you've seen the movie you come and talk to you guys about making the movie and that's almost just as important for for me at least in, in just experiencing everything here with you guys um because you you as the filmmakers are taking this this tragic story and um yeah, almost cautionary tale in a way uh and just moving that forward and i think what you guys are going through and and remembering these guys who are out there uh fighting the fire um, it, it, it's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, um, human elements to it that, that I don't think, um, you know, it, it, the, the impact of it is re- is real and you can feel it right. when, when you watch the film, you see the images, the sounds and the recordings, and then the interviews. I mean, it really, really resonates. And I, I love that it's picking up that traction. Um, have you gotten to go to many of the festivals? I mean, I know with COVID and everything, some things were shut right. down, some things were virtual. What have, what have you actually gotten to go do with the film? I'm actually surprised, considering, as you just mentioned, that this was all against the backdrop of a historic uh, pandemic on the (laughs) planet Earth. Right. The amount of participation I was actually able uh, to to be involved with on this film at in-person film festivals. So, as you know, 2021, when we kicked this off, the idea of film festivals was as in flux as anything else. And a lot of film festivals, you know, the people who love cinema are committed to making it happen no matter what. And so last year, Santa Barbara, largely the Santa Barbara International Film Festival had this kind of hybrid mix of certain reduced events Mm -hmm. and and online events. Uh, The first film festival we were really a part of was the San Luis Obispo International Film Festival, and it was it was exclusively online. But as time went on, about March of last year, we ended up in Iowa at the Julian Dubuque International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. They were actually one of the first in the country to say we're going to try an all in person film festival because with the ups and downs of COVID, that was a moment in time when it, it seemed to cease. We weren't even uh, using the word Omicron <laughs> at yeah, that right. point in our experience. And so we went out and they did have an in-person film festival. And it was it was probably, I could say in my estimate, reduced to what I've seen at film festival crowds in the past. But it was great to be a part of it. And it was, it was kind of a, a unified signal that we want to get back to doing these types of things. And that's one of those festivals I can tie into what I was saying previously, that we're showing us a, a film about a wildfire on the central coast of California in the middle of Iowa. And the people there were just so receptive again along the lines of they could apply it to their own struggles. In that area of the world, the big natural disaster is flooding. Mm -hmm. And they had just had that previous year a really bad bout with uh, floods. And so it seemed that they were able to translate what the people in that film experienced into their own experience with natural disasters and out-of-control weather. And it was just a really fantastic experience and hearing how they can relate to the story. And to us, that's that's one of the strengths of what we didn't intend to do, but it's become an outcome that people can relate to it along their own personal lines, where they live in California, Iowa, or, or Iceland. They, there's something that you can see in there about overcoming odds, and that's been fantastic. But beyond that, there's been a number of festivals in California I've been fortunate to attend. 
uh, Pasadena International Film Festival back in the fall was fantastic. We managed to go to the Ojai Film Festival. Santa nice. Clarita had a wonderful film festival. So there, I'd say in total, uh, we attended about six in-person events wow. with okay. the film, which is, you know, for, for my taste during COVID, that's that's that, actually pretty amazing to be able to yeah. do that. Yeah, it and is. Were you guys able to all kind of get together as well, or was it just one or two of you guys going? Or Most of the events were attended by myself, okay. Dennis Ford, and Joe yeah. Valencia, who are the co-producers and directors on it. Yep. So uh, that was the three that was on our show last yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, kind of the three three musketeers we've been <laughs> able to, to make all of these. And it's just been fantastic because it's, it's really brought us together as friends and really kind of solidified our belief in what we're doing. Yeah, and I, I was wondering about that because, I mean, you guys now, for the better part of a year, have been been out there with this film, I mean, in the can, showing it, you know? It, yeah. it's So that's a whole new phase of, you know, when <laughs> in the phases of filmmaking, you know, the, the first part of it, it's kind of like a child, you know, and, and when you're yeah. making the, and then once it's actually up and running and it, it, you're that's your kid and you're, you're taking it to school and you're, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Um, but... So for you guys, the three of you, to kind of be doing it together, I think that makes it a really special experience. It has been. Uh, I mean, it's important to me just as a filmmaker, and that's that's the aspect I bring to this whole production. I wasn't there in 1977, but Joe and Dennis were. They were on the front lines of these events. And so my end of it coming into it was as a storyteller, a cinematic storyteller. And so it's been great for me just being involved in that world, but more so seeing this through the eyes of Dennis and Joe and mm. seeing that this was, you know, this is what this film really about at the end of the day is all the people in this film lived with this deadly secret for 40 years and they were never really asked to talk about it. Mm. They were never really asked how they felt about it. And I, I've seen growth in Dennis and Joe in that regard that they feel more comfortable talking about it. I, we've all wow. discussed how it's been therapeutic for them and we've seen it. We've been fortunate enough to have some of the other uh, interviewees in the film at, uh, join us at some of the yeah that's what uh, I, event. I, I was going to ask about that is is how how are the uh, the other guys do, do they still come out and watch it is it hard, is it hard for them to watch or is it, it I think like so. as you said I mean, therapeutic it, yes it is therapeutic and I don't think that difficulty ever goes away yeah. uh, we've been fortunate to have a, a handful of them at different events every time we go out. And this past December, we did a screening actually at Vandenberg Air Force Base. It's the it was the 44th anniversary wow. of the event, and so we screened it out there. And uh, a high volume of the people in the film came out, and there was definitely some emotion. But there was there was a sense of coming full circle too. They were recognized by the base. They got to stand, hear their names mentioned. Things that just never really happened for them over those intervening decades, where. Again, it was treated as that's your job, do it. Now go back to whatever you have to do tomorrow. And they took this with them. You know, the yeah. events that happened that day, they weren't able to just leave it out there in the field. It, it stayed with them all these decades. And that's what really drove this film to come together. It wasn't any sense of I want to do this as a filmmaker or Dennis or Joe want to do this as they experienced it. It was always this collective push to keep this memory and this experience alive and to allow others to learn what these guys went through and to really overcome those barriers of the barrier of silence, which yeah. is kind of, you know, it just been a part of their experience for so long. And I think they're happy to, to kind of throw off the shackles of that and be able to talk about this openly. Whereas the culture at the time just didn't really provide that opportunity. You weren't supposed to talk about, 
what you experienced out in these types of events. Right. And, you know, it, and I think with the film medium as well is that they not only are, are sitting in a room and having an interview with you is once it's done, they get to see everybody else talking about it, too. You know, and yeah. it's it's not like you're sitting there, <laughs> dare I say, with a therapist, you know, in a, in a session. Yeah. Um, it, it, this is even more different because you're you're now in almost like a group setting where you're you're listening to everybody else's stories and their perspectives of the same events that happened. You know, you, they may not have been in the same place at the same time, but um, it's a collective event that happened where they are there, but now they are seeing it and they're hearing it from those different perspectives going, Oh my God, the hell that I went through is, was shared by these other guys. And absolutely. And there's a camaraderie that comes of that just by watching the film. And I think for you as the filmmaker, that's gotta be rewarding as hell to just be able to be able to give that to them. That's been the absolutely the greatest part of this. I had a gentleman who was in the film come up to me after the event in Vandenberg. And, you know, I I probably was being more flippant than I should have been and just, you know, was kind of trying to make it light. But he, he was very serious. And he said to me, I want to thank you because this film is helping people to cope with something yeah. that for decades has just been there and there's been no outlet for it. But you're correct, Daniel. This is, you know, the, the process of making the film, we interview everyone individually, but then when you see it all together, if you're one of those individuals, or even if, you know, unfortunately we couldn't get you in the film because there were so many more people, we just couldn't, couldn't contact them we couldn't find them right. um people get kind of blown by the winds to different corners of the world after you know 40 decades sure. after four decades uh, but if you're someone who's seen this it gives you that sense of collective response whereas it's not wrong for me to feel this way it's not wrong to, for me to have uh trepidations or fears or or guilt about what i experienced because i'm hearing other people verbalize that yeah. and so yeah it has been this collective therapy i think for everyone in Involved. And for us, that's been one of the, the greatest aspects. We've been talking to a lot of academics lately who are working fire science and fire academies because mm. we feel this can be a film that helps people or prepare people who are going into sure. this line yeah. of work. And we're hearing back that it's it's a film that contributes in a new way to fire studies, fire preparation, because largely those programs have focused just on the act of preparing and equipment. But now there's the idea of psychology. You're going to experience mm. some things that are going to be difficult. It's a given. When you go into that line of work, you're going to experience these things. And making a, a space in advance to say, there will be time to talk about it. We will process these things, things that didn't happen for the people who participated in the 1977 fire. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, those guys, uh, you know, uh, the past firefighters or future firefighters that watch this film, it's not just them watching it. It's their families and friends as well. And, you absolutely. know, it's maybe even a way for them to try to open up and see what the mentality is of these guys who are fighting this in, you know, the just inferno of <laughs> this beast right. of, a, of a wildfire. And there's nothing that they have more than just a shovel in their hands to go at it. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you use the word cautionary tale in advance. The people who participated in our documentary, and I'm sure they'd all say this to you, they are the cautionary tale. They are what can happen when people are put into these types of hellish situations where there's a loss of life and then afterwards there's not a mechanism to deal with it to cope with it to 
engage with what you experienced and they've all lived with it and there's been some negative effects for them over those decades but the positive comes now that they're being able to to pass on that that wisdom and to be able to say yes we didn't get a chance to really talk about what ex- what happened to us but let's not make that mistake for the next generation let's let's be there in advance to support them and let them know we're here when things go wrong yeah and and, and... I mean, I, I I can only feel for you in feeling just that you're being able to do this for him as a filmmaker. It really goes to show the power of film and the power of that media uh, process that you're reaching audiences and and really affecting them emotionally and on a very deep level. And I think, um, you know, as a filmmaker, that's kind of what we always strive to do is is make our audience feel and emote in, in a certain way that, you know, really affects them. Um, and start and starts that conversation. And I, 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 I couldn't say more praise about this film. I, you know, when I saw it, I, I was blown away. I had no idea. And, you know, and just watching it and hearing it, I'm like, there are parts of this that it actually it feels like this is a cinematic, you know, movie yes. that, that Hollywood should be cranking out because it's just yes. that insane um yeah we're in disbelief of it too because again it started with two guys who came to me and discussed what they experienced and i was blown away by what they experienced and i just wanted to be a part of hey let's videotape this maybe it's at least something you can pass on to your grandchildren or or you know a family record and from there for what it turned into uh, we're still kind of in disbelief and we're in disbelief that we've had such a privileged opportunity to be able to share this story with people around the country. And um, we, we are now uh, able to stream the film. So it's it's just really grown to a level that exceeded our expectations when we start out to do this. We just really thought it was maybe going to live kind of in this room in Allen Hancock College <laughs> campus where we were filming these interviews. We right. didn't know where else it would go. And so it 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 quickly presented itself as wanting to have legs and we <laughs> we've allowed it to walk wherever it wants to go. So we're we're very proud to have had that opportunity. Now I got a question for you because yes. it, it since the film has been out now and it's gotten a lot of attention, have you guys picked up any more um interviews or any additional material since then or a request for that? Is there is Absolutely. there like a version two point coming out? <laughs> Well, what we've continued to do, and that's an interesting question, what we've because there have been a lot of suggestions about other facets. What we've we've learned is that when we made the film and again, we started out just thinking it might be this small endeavor and then it got larger and we had to kind of put on producers hats and think about what we could afford to do and how much time to invest and ended up with a 54 minute film. But since then, every time we've screened it, you know, someone has talked to us after the screening or sent us an email saying this would be a really fascinating thing to see with the film. So what we're doing now is we're growing out our our web presence a little more. We've made a series of extra interviews that didn't make it into the film that uh, any audience member can watch for free off of our Firestorm 77 Vimeo page. We're looking to consolidate that all into a new web presence. And we're thinking about possibly doing more interviews with individuals that we missed the first time. And that website would be a home. Uh, Anytime we find someone who has a new facet of information to add to this story, we could record an interview with them and it could live there. Because partly what we're doing is building out the history of it as well. And we think 
it's important to have that record so that, again, whether you're a 20 year old firefighter or you're someone who's a veteran of, of fire service, this gives you something to engage in in terms of dialogue and to be a part of. Um, just the history of the you know the past and to building out the future of fire service. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know this film, I I don't know what your plans are for it in the future, like in even the long term. But this is something that I could see where you almost have an annual screening every anniversary and just talk about it and get the guys out there um, because it it's it is that impactful. It, it's it's that relevant. I mean, wildfires out yes. here in California are never going to go away. It's it's right. it's always going to be an issue, and we're always going to need these brave guys to to answer the call and go to those front lines and and battle the flames. And, That's right. And so it's 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 never going to end. And I think tools like this film and and I, I kind of see it as a tool almost in, in that way yes. where where it's yes. it it's it's that mechanism for helping like you said prepare and make sure that you're aware of the 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 dangers and the horrors that you will see, you will experience, you will smell. You know, yes. there's just all these things that that's really going to happen. And um, I, I, I think this film really hits that over the head. And uh, I, I mean, it, it's great. It is great. And I, I that's what I was thinking, like when you're talking about being in Iowa and, and hearing all these guys answering the call. I mean, there's natural disasters everywhere uh, right. at all times. And, right. um, you know, even if it's a soldier and you're getting called to go into battle, it, it it's that same call. It's that same. You get the call you got to go and you're helping other Mm -hmm. people. Um, And that's what this is. I mean, it's all those frontline service guys that, uh, you know, we all owe an enormous amount of gratitude for, for what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, you're right. That's the the film and we're lucky to have what we have because the participants were so forthcoming. And so, just so crystal clear and you can tell from listening to their interviews they've they've relived this every day for 40 years because it, it they're talking about it like it was just last week sure. and we were so fortunate enough to have those those crystal clear perspectives from them and so what we are trying to do in building out a future for this film is we really you know we've we've done film festivals for a year now and we've acquired 43 screenings through the the film festival circuit wow, that's great um the other day dennis told me we're going to hit we have to hit 50 and then we can call it a day with <laughs> with uh with festival yep. circuit so we're, we're going to wrap that up this year but our long-term plan is again really in that academic environment and by academic i mean fire training we want to sure. get this into the hands of every fire program in the country because <clears throat> whether they're fighting wildfires or maybe they're more of a city-based organization they're fighting structure fires at the end of the day the ptsd aspect the idea of learning from what happens to people who go in these situations. We want that. We want to be a part of that dialogue and we want to be able to share the, the, the wisdom from these participants that we were fortunate enough to record. So that's where we're going. Uh, in terms of other plans, we're just, again, we're completely surprised at what we were able to do with this. The film is streaming currently on iTunes, Google movies. So it's, it's meeting all the, the kind of commercial criteria that you want for a documentary film as well. And we've been able to achieve that. And I think most importantly, we're really excited this week to be able to bring it home to home turf. We're going to we're going to screen it twice this week at Santa Barbara International Film Festival on uh, March 9th and March 11th at the Metro Theater in downtown. Fantastic. And to us, we're we're just absolutely looking forward to that because this is 
you know, as I mentioned, we were in the San Luis Fest, but this is the first real kind of home turf in the county screening outside of Vandenberg that we were going to share with the public. And so we're really eager to hear their perspectives. And uh, I, I think we'll actually meet some people who will come up to us afterwards and say, yeah, I remember that or I was there. And so we love that type of engagement. And, you you know, you know, as a filmmaker yourself, Daniel, who's had a film at Santa Barbara, <laughs> just what a great atmosphere yeah. it is and just yeah. being a part of that. So we're, we're really excited for this upcoming week with the film. Yeah, no, and and if you guys are listening, I I strongly suggest go watch the movie, go go meet Chris and Dennis, and uh, you guys are are amazing, and and I love 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 what you guys do um, with Thank this you. film. It 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 really is awesome, and I I, I hope the best for you. Um, Thank you, Daniel. What else do you got going on, Chris? I mean, are you staying busy there at, at Hancock, or That's you got right. other projects my- going on, or? In my other life, I, <laughs> yeah, right. My, actually, my my first life, I am a <laughs> professor of film at Allen Hancock College, and so we're working diligently to pull together the annual Allen Hancock Student Film Festival, which will come online in May of this year. I don't really have specific details beyond that, but if uh, folks keep a watch on our Allen Hancock Film and Video Program Facebook page, that's where we usually announce awesome. how to get to the links. It'll be completely free. And we just love sharing and showcasing the work that the future filmmakers coming out of our program are doing. And there's just some fantastic films. And again, these are people who are learning the craft, unfortunately, against the backdrop of COVID. But they're they're learning how to make incredible films therein. And I just find myself blown away by what these students are doing. And so I'm, I'm real excited to share that coming up later in the year. That's fantastic. You know, and, and we because we also have, you know, the couple of student film uh, showcases coming up as yes. well. But, um, you know, it was interesting during the whole COVID season. <laughs> we're going on, what, two years of this now. Um, yes. And it's uh, it's finally there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. But um, but it is interesting to see the filmmakers during this time and 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 working with within the parameters that they have, you know, just for safety and everything. But um, in a way, it's actually almost uh, sparking a new level of creativity in, in what they can do and how, you know, how can they get these things done? Um, and, and I've definitely just got to applaud them because they, they are not stopping. They, 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 they keep going and, and uh, definitely there there's all this talent out there and they're still producing. So it's, I it's agree. totally cool. Yeah. It is. It's it's just miraculous to see it. There's such a responsive generation of content creators out there, and they're not going to let anything stop them. And in fact, uh, some of the, the narratives that have come out of this moment have been fantastic because, uh, again, a lot of times they come into the program or programs like ours and you know, they've, they've seen Iron Man and Spider-Man and they say, I might want to do that. I want to be the next person to do that. But yeah. we get, we put a camera in their hand and say, that's great. You can do that. But first, tell us about you. Where did you come from? Right. What's your story? What's your life been like for the past two years? Because you're dealing with things, too. Mm-hmm. And I think once they get that opportunity and, and for lack of a better term, that permission to think about their lives <laughs> right. and put it on film, it's fantastic what they've been able to do. And we've just had some amazing personal stories of struggle and, and success that come out of that moment. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's, been, it's been real heartening to see the resilience amongst this new generation of filmmakers. 
Right. No, that's that's great. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and you know now they can uh, maybe be spreading their wings a little bit more here soon too. So um, yes, we'll, we'll be looking forward and getting together in person to see their films as well. You know, I think that's, that's awesome. part of it. Yeah. Honestly, I you know one of the things when when I went to film school, you know, way back in the day, uh, yeah, was getting together with everybody and watching each other's movies. And, yeah, that you know, whole that yeah collective exhibition of your work yeah. amongst your peers and getting support, getting you know critical feedback that can help you as well going forward. I think that means everything. And uh, people are often hesitant when they come into that environment in an academics uh, sure. kind of you know well, it's scenario. A, it's a, it's but, a comfort zone, yeah. And and yes. you know it's maybe it's the first time that they're ever putting themselves out on the line and and getting other feedback from people watching it. I mean, you know, That's filmmaking right. is extremely personal. I mean, you're putting you're, you're putting your soul out there for uh, for people to see and you know if it if it kind of bombs, then you know you it's like yes. a gut punch, you know, you're you're you feel it. And uh but on the other hand, when when it's amazing and you're really connecting with people, um there there's no other feeling like that in the world. That's absolutely true. And that's that's what we try and give to these young filmmakers yeah. at Hancock. And uh, it's it's really been great to have that. But we've we've missed that idea of kind of collective response of having our film festival well, live. So yeah. hopefully this will be the last year that it's exclusively <laughs> online. I think yep. going forward, there is validity to being able to show the films online for people who just can't make it for sure. pragmatic yeah. reasons like schedule. But it will be great to actually all be together at our theater on campus and yep. be able to celebrate See, these works and discuss them together yeah and, and for me it's like it, it goes back to being i think it's almost just human nature that we want to get together around the campfire and tell stories you know we've been doing that we for do. since the dawn of time and it's yes. always been a collective group of people you know just sitting around the fire or going to the theater and you you're everyone is experiencing the story together and there is something something almost just tangible or magical about being in a group of people and experiencing it all together their their energy their you know your response to the movie is 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 affecting the person sitting next to you and yes. and it it's almost this chain effect that goes through the it entire is. audience and it, yeah. it it's this amazing experience that frankly you don't get sitting on your couch in your PJs watching the same no. thing so no, that's no, why I, I'm don't. so excited to to have everything start kind of opening up here again for everybody. Completely with you on that. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody can come out and see you down at Santa Barbara Film Festival. Uh, it's a great venue, great place. If you haven't done it, you definitely need to do it. Um, especially you guys got the two showings down there. So that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, um, looking forward to that. All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, giving us a little bit more insight here to everything that you're doing. Um, very, very proud of that. You should be very proud of that film because it, it, it is amazing. And uh, I, I love every moment and hearing all your successes on it and, and wish you guys all the best. Thank you, Daniel, so much. And again, thank you for having me. We just can't thank you guys and the Central Coast Film Society enough for what you're doing. And we look at you guys as really kind of the the launching point of where we started this film. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you said earlier you don't want to toot your own horn. I think you should because you guys are doing oh. such a fantastic job. Well, thank, thank you again for having me. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
It's been a while since we've uh, chatted about recent events that we've done. Uh, this last November, I want to give a big shout out to the Santa Maria Museum of Flight. We put on an amazing uh, screening of the 30th anniversary of the Rocketeer out there, and we've got uh, it was just amazing experience being there in the hangar and um, getting some interviews with the folks. So if you guys were there and a part of that, thank you so much for coming out in attendance. That was by far the largest event that we've put on so far, and it was still in the middle of a pandemic, and we sold out. So uh, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts uh, and partnering with the Santa Maria Museum of Flight was really, really amazing. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough for that support. So thank you. Speaking of other events, we do have our media, digital media competition that is coming up here in just a few weeks. And uh, this is where we invite all the students of Central Coast um, to come and participate in this and submit their work for us. So we're thrilled to be able to bring this fun student showcase back to life and give the local creators a platform for the, to show off their uh, talents and, uh, of course, give them rewards for their talents. We have our submission window is open from February 25th to March 25th in all the categories there. Um the finalists will be notified on April 1st, and then the live in-person event will take place on April 6th at the San Luis Obispo High School. And don't worry, everything is free for the students and the audience, so uh, we want to make sure that their outstanding work is recognized and, and rewarded. So we want to give everybody an opportunity, um, regardless of where they're on the Central Coast, where they're from. So definitely check that out. Uh, hope to see you guys there. We had an amazing opportunity to do this last year during the pandemic. Um, everything was virtual, though, so we're thrilled to be able to come and do this in person at the San Luis Obispo High School. So hope to see you guys all there. And that's a wrap on this edition of Take 18. Special thank you to Professor Chris Height for making his way back to us. Uh, great to talk to you again. This has been a production of the Central Coast Film Society, which is a 501c3 charitable organization. So that means we couldn't make this show or anything that we do possible without all of your general support. And uh, going on season number three, thank you so much. You can still help make a difference by considering by making a donation or getting a membership or, of course, just coming out to one of our events. Don't forget, visit centralcoastfilmsociety.org for more information. You can also sign up for our newsletter there or just follow us on social media. Um, so thanks for listening all the way to the end. Uh, we're, we're back and we're locked and loaded and ready to go out there and uh, tell the world all about Central Coast Film Society and um, get all the good word out there about everybody's great, amazing work. And I'm really excited about that student film competition as well and uh, get some fresh talent out there. This is going to be so fun. I'm really excited. So thank you so much for uh, checking in with us, and I truly appreciate all of your support. And, um, yeah, that's a take. <laughs>